0: Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Bárbara Ramírez. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tiwa people. Tonight, we focus on critical race theory. This is the third and last episode from our three-part series showcasing our interns' presentations created to educate and inform all of us. This summer, DJ Media Justice interns researched and studied important topics and the disinformation that surrounds each of these areas. The interns then put together presentations that express and encourage our core values of community, action, and love. Critical race theory is important because it emphasizes that formally colorblind laws can be applied in racially discriminatory ways. DJ Media Justice interns Diana Ramirez, Sabiana Moya and Zen Dixon have put together an amazing presentation to help us understand what critical race theory is and the controversy that surrounds it. We also have an exciting announcement to share and we have put together an empowering list of songs especially selected for you. Our first song of the program is about Black Girl Magic. Here is Black Girl Soldier by Jamila Woods. What is the difference between critical race theory and anti-racism work? Where is critical race theory being taught and why is it so important to learn about it? This summer, DJ Media Justice interns Diana Ramirez, who is 15 years old, 13-year-old Sabiana Moya and Zen Dixon, who just turned 16, researched and studied this topic and the disinformation that's being spread about it. Here's their presentation on critical race theory.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Gianna Ramirez. I am 15 years old, and I identify as Mexicana Chicana. I am second-generation Mexican-American, and I am also mixed with Indigenous blood on both my father and my mother's sides of the family. I am going to be a sophomore at Eldorado High School, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. I have been with Generation Justice for close to two years, and today we are going to be presenting on Critical Race Theory. With that, I'm going to go ahead and pass it to Zan.
2: Hello, my name is Zan Dixon. I'm 16 or soon to be 16. I'm a junior at of high school, a pronoun to he, him, his, and I'm a Black and Indian male. I've been with Generation Justice for three years now, and I'm excited to present this to
3: you. Hello, my name is Saviana Moya. I'm 13 years old. I go to Albuquerque Academy, and I'm about to be an eighth grader. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I identify as Chicana, and it'll be a year in October that I have been with Generation Justice. So today we're going to be presenting on critical race theory. Gianna, Zan, and myself have researched critical race theory and researched the controversy around it. So we'll get right into it. Our first topic is what is critical race theory? Now, what is the definition of critical race theory? Critical race theory is an academic framework centered on the idea that racism is systematic and not just demonstrated by individual people with prejudices. The theory holds that racial inequality is woven into legal systems and negatively affects people of color in their schools, doctor's offices, and the criminal justice system and countless other parts of life. This definition we got from the Washington Post.
2: Critical race theory was founded by civil rights lawyer Derek Bell who had written multiple articles about what critical race theory was. After he wrote those articles, he was hired as the first Black professor at Harvard, and he taught critical race theory and taught people of the likes of Kimberly Crenshaw, the person who created the theory of intersectionality, and President Barack Obama.
1: This is Gianna again. And so next, we're going to kind of go into the question of what is the difference between critical race theory and other anti-racism work? And so critical race theory is the academic study of racism on a systemic level through history, specifically in America, versus anti-racism work, which is work actively being done to prevent and stop racism on all levels. So anti-racism work comes in many different forms. It can look like protesting, advocating within workplaces, to create inclusive spaces, teaching it in schools through the curriculum or many other ways. It is the active work or ways that are stopping racism on all levels. So though critical race theory can also come in many forms, as it is a theory, critical race theory is really only taught in law schools or some classes within college. It is an academic lens of racism throughout systems, specifically in America. This is Saviona,
3: and now we're going to get into the controversy around critical race theory. So who is opposing to critical race theory? Commentators and journalists of the right all spread harmful disinformation around critical race theory. Political commentators and Fox News and other conservative news outlets also spread harmful disinformation around critical race theory. And their common viewpoint is that critical race theory is a Marxist and anti-white movement. And Zan will now get into more of the right wing narratives.
2: The right-wing media likes to spread uh, misinformation and disinformation on what critical race theory is. It likes to teach uh, white people that critical race theory is racist towards them. and likes to victimize people of color. And it teaches that critical race theory is a Marxist ideology that is harmful towards America, harmful towards the white people of America, and overall creates more of a racial divide, when in fact it's quite the opposite. And they like to spread many things of that sort.
1: Senator Ted Cruz speaks on his ideas and what he believes critical race theory is in this next video that we're going to be playing. So Senator Ted Cruz of Texas is a part of the Republican Party and has served as senator since 2013. So as I said, in this next video, he's going to be really sharing his views and what he believes critical race theory is. And he's really going to be talking about a lot of the narratives that are going on and really being spread by the right right wing GOP narrative. And so we can go ahead and play that video.
4: Well, I had a reporter run up to me, he thought, he thought he had a gotcha, he said, hey, what's critical race theory? Apparently he thought I would turn to him and say, gosh, I have no idea, I think it's really bad, but I just don't know what it is, you know, because, you know, conservatives are morons and we don't know what we're talking about. Like, he really didn't think this was such a, boy, he really got you there. And I explained to him, I said, well, it's a theory that derives from Marxism. Karl Marx viewed the entire world as a conflict between classes, between the owners of capital and the working man and women, the proletariat, a fundamental battle in society. Critical race theory takes that same Marxist concept, except it replaces class with race. And it says all of America and all of the world is a battle between the races. Critical race theory says every white person is a racist. Critical race theory says America is fundamentally racist and irredeemably racist. Critical race theory seeks to turn us against each other. And if someone has a different color skin, seeks to make us hate that person. And let me tell you right now, critical race theory is bigoted, it is a lie, and it is every bit as racist as the Klansmen in white sheets.
3: All right, so we'll stop the video there. And we just felt it was important to share this video because Senator Ted Cruz Share some of or most of the right wing narratives on critical race theory. And we also have another video to kind of contrast this video later on in the presentation. So, disinformation harm. Due to the controversy around critical race theory being fueled by disinformation, any anti racism, decolonization, or BIPOC empowerment work is being grouped together as critical race theory. The false right-wing narratives bring all of decolonization work into the negative ideas being spread about critical race theory. This information has caused the harm of false narratives and information about critical race theory to be widely spread along with any other anti-racist work now being included as critical race theory in those narratives.
2: So Marxism is something that's often related to critical race theory. Marxism is a prominent ideology created by the philosopher Karl Marx during the late 1800s, Marxism is a theory that's based off of class conflict and ending the power imbalance between workers and capitalists. So essentially though, the right likes to coincide anything on the left, any ideology on the left with Marxism as there's a strong root of McCarthyism here in America and the hate for communism. So anything that the left tries to bring about, they like to relate to that negative connotation of Marxism, when in fact, something like critical race is a direct critique on Marxism, saying that Marxism is inherently racist as it doesn't apply racism, the struggle of race into its ideology.
1: So this is Gianna again. Given the controversy, we asked, what is at stake for groups like GJ and for advancing racial justice in general? And so disinformation means to cause harm by definition. So disinformation hurts and questions the credibility of really any anti-racism work, as well as work that brings empowerment to Black Indigenous people of color and teaches them to love themselves. And so specifically, Nicole Hannah-Jones was denied tenure at UNC because of her affiliation with critical race theory and also because of her work on the 1619 Project. The decision was blatantly racist and obviously very political. And so because of the controversy on critical race theory, she will instead be moving on to teach at Howard University. The credibility of her work was really questioned as a whole due to the disinformation surrounding critical race theory. Generation Justice works from a place of love in order to teach our core values of love and youth empowerment and leadership. And we do that to continue advancement in decolonization and racial justice. And so because everything having to do with decolonization, anti-racism, Black, Indigenous, people of color empowerment, and self-love work is being all grouped together and included as critical race theory. Disinformation really questions the credibility of groups like Generation Justice and really anyone working on critical race theory or other anti-racism work like Nicole Hannah-Jones.
3: So now we're going to get into our next topic, which is how can we combat this? And how is this being combated right now? Currently, the main way to stop harmful disinformation around critical race theory is just spreading the truth. It's being taught in some law schools and slowly added to some curriculums, but education is key, and we just need to stop spreading disinformation around critical race theory.
2: So how can you as an individual help spread awareness and help with getting rid of the disinformation of critical race theory. And as it's been previously stated, it's all about education and all about educating the people you can. So this includes educating your friends, your family, anyone that you know, uh, your acquaintances, your co-workers, teaching them the truth about what critical race theory really is rather than what they may see on right-wing media or on centrist media. And this also includes giving out sources. This includes giving out tools that can help them amplify their knowledge of that and to continue working on the um, spread of the truth of critical race
1: theory. This is Gianna, and next we're going to be listening to the audio of a video of General Milley speaking on his ideas and what he thinks about critical race theory. According to the U.S. Department of Defense, General Marky Milley is the 20th Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the nation's highest-ranking military officer, and the principal military advisor to the President, Secretary of Defense, and National Security Council. And so, as I said, in this next audio clip, we will listen to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and General Mark A. Milley respond to Representative Matt Gaetz's question, really asking about critical race theory. And so this video was posted by CNN to YouTube.
5: In my previous discussions with service members and particularly officers, I would hear about complaints over parts not arriving on time, long deployments. And in my more recent discussions, with those officers, the number one issue that they raised to me with concern, often unable to speak publicly for fear of the type of retribution that Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer faced, they say that your stand down regarding extremism did not help our military, it hurt the military. And I I wanna share with you that perspective, that it caused service members to otherize one another, it impaired group cohesion, and interesting to me, is that I've heard those sentiments most frequently from units that are majority-minority, uh, that that this was not particularly helpful. So I'm, I wanted to give you the opportunity to maybe share with us more specificity regarding the definitions that seem to be a challenge when Ms. Hartzler was asking questions. How should the Department of Defense think about critical race theory? Could I make a comment? Uh, Secretary, I'm sorry. Well, I, I'm very limited on my time. Well, I, I just want to make a comment that the. Feedback, well, I know, but I've, I, I, a, I've, a, I've asked the
4: question to Secretary Austin. I don't know what the what the issue of critical race theory is, and what the relevance here uh, in with the department. We do not teach critical race theory. We don't. We don't embrace uh, critical race theory, and I think I think that's a spurious uh, uh, conversation. And so we are focused on extremist behaviors, and and not uh, not ideology, not not uh, not people's thoughts, not people's um, uh, political orientation. Behaviors is what we're focused on. I would like to yield some of my time to General Milley because I know that he had some comments that he wanted to make when Representative Ga- Gates was talking, as well uh, as Mr. Waltz about a similar subject of the stand down and, and race theory. Would you like a minute or so to comment on that? Do you remember what we were, what your line of questioning or your thought was there?
6: Um, sure. Sure. Um, First of all, on the issue of critical race theory, et cetera, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, But I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. uh, And it is important that we train and we understand. uh, And I want to understand white rage. And I'm white. And I want to understand it. So... What is it that caused thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America? What caused that? I want to find that out. I want to maintain an open mind here, and I do want to analyze it. It's important that we understand that because our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and guardians, they come from the American people. So it is important that the leaders now and in the future do understand it. I've read Mao Zedong, I've read read Karl Marx, I've read Lenin, that doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend? And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, non-commissioned officers are being, quote, woke or something else because we're studying some theories that are out there. That was started at Harvard Law School years ago, and it proposed that there were laws in the United States, anti-bellum laws prior to the Civil War, that led to uh, a power differential with African-Americans that were three-quarters of a human being when this country was formed. And then we had a Civil War and an Emancipation Proclamation to change it, and we brought it up to the Civil Rights Act in 1964. It took another 100 years to change that. So look at I do want to know, and I respect your service, and you and I are both Green Berets, but I want to know, and it matters to our military and the discipline and cohesion of this military. And I thank you for the opportunity to make a comment on that.
3: So we wanted to include that video just to show him defending critical race theory and saying that it should be taught to military soldiers. And just as a contrast to the Ted Cruz video that we had just kind of showing both sides of the story so we've had some images throughout our whole presentation but obviously you can't see them so We have one here of a little girl. She's holding up a sign saying, I'm not an oppressor. And some signs that say, stop teaching critical racist theory to our kids. STEM, not CRT. Education, not indoctrination. And there's a little graphic here, the whitewashed elephant in the classroom. There's a big elephant sitting in the middle of a classroom that says American racial history on it. So these images were pulled from Twitter, Instagram, and Google searches.
2: When it comes to sources and tools that we used for the research of this presentation, we used many academic articles on critical race theory. We used many news sources that we found viable for research, including CNN, Ed Week, Washington Post, The New Yorker, and we used many YouTube videos as well to find the videos for this.
1: So with that, we are coming towards the end of our presentation. We would like to say thank you to everyone listening for allowing us to really share our presentation with you. Saviana, Zan and I really spent a lot of time finding research and overall learning more about critical race theory as it's such an important topic and the controversy really makes a lot of disinformation seem like the truth, even though it's not. And so With that, I feel like we were really able to grow as even stronger leaders. And through this process, we learned how to put together even more thought through and really thorough presentations. And overall, I think it just made our presentation even stronger. And so once again, thank you to our listeners for listening to our presentation. And so for our last few slides, we are going to be talking about a few images that we included within our presentation. So we have an image included and it's a comic that we just felt was really important to include as this image has been going around on Twitter a lot and has been included in a lot of discussions on social media about critical race theory. So on one side of the image, it shows a white older man saying that we must preserve our heritage. And he is saying that while standing in front of a Confederate flag and a Confederate statue. And so when we look on the other half of this same image it shows that same man standing in the middle of a classroom holding up a piece of paper and he is tearing it in half as it says critical race theory and so if you look within the background of this image it says the 1921 tulsa massacre lesson and it shows that that lesson is being banned so really we wanted to sh- include this photo because it really shows the two varying sides of the controversy around critical race theory and a lot of the hypocrisy that comes within that controversy. So with that, I'm gonna pass it to Zan to further explain the importance of images like this.
2: This comic panel represents the hypocrisy within the right and the movement to preserve your quote unquote Southern heritage. It's in the panel in question, there's a statue and the statue is uh, Robert E. Lee. And Robert E. Lee is a known slave owner and a known racist. He's a man that the right likes to idolize. And in this case, the person in the panel is idolizing him by saying we must preserve his statue, preserve this traitor to the American Union as well. But then on the right side, we're saying that he doesn't want to actually teach what's wrong with him. They don't want to teach what's wrong with who they idolize. They don't want to teach that to the young people. They don't want to tell the truth, really. That's what it is. And even a simple historical event that's extremely important as the 1921 race riot in Tulsa, which was an absolute massacre. And they don't want to teach that history because it sheds too much of a negative light to them when instead they want to just idolize these figures who are incredibly racist and incredibly terrible people. So it's just a um, representation of the hypocrisy of the right.
1: Now we have come to the very end of our presentation. Lastly, there is an image we included in our presentation that shows a black man holding a sign at what seems to be a protest. And so on his sign, it says, we're not trying to start a race war, we're trying to end one. And so with that, we have come to the very end of our presentation on critical race theory and all of the controversy surrounding it. Thank you, Diana
0: Ramirez, Sabiana Moya, and Zen Dixon for researching this topic and explaining anti-racism versus critical race theory. I learned that critical race theory is only taught in some universities and to law students. Each of you did an excellent job at providing facts and examples. Now, we bring you a song by Gil Scott Heron, whose work during the 1970s influenced and helped engender subsequent African-American music genres such as hip-hop. I hope you enjoy Who Will Pay Reparations on My Soul by Gil Scott Heron.
4: Tell me who'll pay reparations?
0: Welcome back to Generation Justice. It is so important that we keep getting the truth about COVID and vaccinations out, especially because so many in our community are not yet vaccinated or can't get vaccinated because they're too young. We still need to work together to protect each other and to help end this deadly global pandemic. You can keep up with the new COVID-19 regulations and cases from the New Mexico Department of Health, by visiting their website at cv.nmhealth.org, again that's cv.nmhealth.org. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, the first step is to register. You can visit cvvaccine.nmhealth.org to sign up. Then you can fill out your profile information and wait for your turn. Once you receive a notification, you can schedule your appointment and get vaccinated. Again, the website to register and to learn more about the vaccine is cvvaccine.nmhealth.org. The CDC's masking guidelines recommend people should wear masks indoors even when fully vaccinated. Last week, on Tuesday, August 17th, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham reinstated a mask mandate for all public indoor spaces in New Mexico as COVID-19 infections increased and vaccination rates remain stagnant. So mask up, keep washing your hands, and practice social distancing. Remember, COVID-19 vaccines are an essential tool to help stop the global deadly pandemic. Let's get back to some amazing music. Here is Derecho de Nacimiento, a song about human rights by the Mexican singer and one of the most successful singers in Latin America, Natalia Lafourcade, followed by Inner City Blues by the great Marvin Gaye. Yo no nací sin causa. Yo no nací sin fe. Mi corazón pega fuerte para gritar a los que no sienten así perseguidos. Have an exciting virtual event to share with you. Race Forward and the Founders Collaborative on Youth Organizing, FCYO, are excited to present the hashtag RaceAndOurPresentOurFuture Intergenerational Conference, happening virtually on Saturday, September 25th. The conference's purpose is to center the racial justice work of Black and Indigenous youth ages 13 to 25. The conference's keynote speaker will be 18-year-old Isra Hirsi, the co-founder and co-executive director of the United States Youth Climate Strike. There will be educational workshops, presentations, and so much more. The content will be youth-focused, but the audience will be all ages. Everyone is welcome. For ticket information and to register, you can visit raceforward.org. Again, that's raceforward.org. If you have any questions, you can email convenings at raceforward.org. Now, let's listen to Changes by Tupac featuring Talent from Tupac's 1998 album, Greatest Hits. Come on,
6: come on. I see no changes. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself. It's like worth living should I blast myself. I'm tired of being poor and even worse i black. My stomach dirt, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Give a damn about her need, bro. Pull a trigger, kill a n- He's a hero. Get it d- to the kids, to the hell cares? One less hungry mouth on the no welfare. Birdship ship, don't let let him deal with brothers.
0: This hour of education, we'd like to thank our presenters, Diana Ramirez, Sabiana Moya, and Zen Dixon. Tonight's hour of radio was produced by Roberta Rael with production assistance from myself, Barbara Ramirez. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We are also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and follow our playlist on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the Annie e. Casey Foundation. And of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. Our last songs of the night include "Bengo" by Ana Tiju and Where is the Love by Black Eyed Peas. I am Barbara Ramirez. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night, New Mexico. En busca de respuestas, con el manojo lleno y las venas abiertas. Vengo, como un libro abierto, ansiosa de aprender la historia no contada de nuestros ancestros. Con el viento que dejaron los abuelos y que viven cada pensamiento de esta amada tierra. Tierra, quien sabe cuidarlo es quien de verdad la quiera. Vengo, para mirar de nuevo, para verlo cierto y despertar el ojo ciego. Sin Yo, yo. People killing people, dying, children
3: hurt, you and crying, and you practice what you preach, and what you turn the other cheek, father, father, father.